0: Hello again to our regular listeners, and welcome to any people tuning in for the first time to the Stevo Systems podcast series. Now, if you are new to the series, your ears are in for a real sonic treat, because in this edition, I've not got one guest, but I've got two. My first guest is someone you'll likely know by now, and that's Director of Institute Strategy, Darren Cooper. Now, my second, I'm pleased to say, is Rebecca Chamberlain, Product Manager from one of our valued customers, Mark Spencer. And in this podcast, we discuss the why of your data management ambition why you capture, master and govern your data, the impact it has on your customers, and in understanding of this, what the value is to your business. So sit back and relax with a brew and enjoy the show. And first up, what sort of data are we talking about? What information do consumers attach themselves to? And what makes it important to them?
1: I think when, when consumers uh, make a decision or even businesses make a decision, there are many different things that they need in terms of information to go and push them over the line. I think any decision-making process is based on a number of kind of factual elements, but also it's quite an emotive process as well. So I think you have a, a mixture of, of different types of information that are related to things that describe the, 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 the business relationship that you're going to end up with. But also there are some emotive reasons as well, especially from a consumer perspective. These are reasons that are less obvious or not exactly communicated to the person who's selling the products and services. But this information is, is very key to a sales process or a service process itself.
0: Emotion, I love that. I love the, the, the emotion behind it. it. It takes us away from this kind of corporate idea of data. And Rebecca, I mean, what would you say? What, what what are people, what are consumers looking for in terms of information? Um, I mean, you're, you're at the heart of it. So what do you think they're looking for?
2: Well, obviously, for a retailer, we, we want to provide the information to help a consumer make an informed decision that they want to purchase the product. But I guess what you're talking about is perhaps making that information uh, meaningful to them. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, there, there's some information we have to provide that means it just means being compliant to regulations. You know, for example, for children's nightwear, we have to provide a safety warning because that we're expected to do that. But the consumer, that's almost just like furniture to them because they probably don't really think about, is it, is it, do I have to keep it away from fire? But we do have to provide that. What they're more interested in is what fabric is it made of and uh, what size is it and will, you know, will it fit my child? Do I like it? Um, so, it's getting the balance but it's providing them data that helps them make an informed purchase
0: do you think the more information a consumer gets the more likely it is they're going to make that purchase
2: um well I, <laughs> i'm sure we could get information overload if we tried to put too much information so it has to be uh, the pertinent points that help make uh, make the decision. And also, I guess, uh, that can make your product have its unique selling point, you know, the thing that makes it a, a point of interest for the customer to want to purchase it as opposed to anybody else's. Um, and I mean, I think uh, these days, um, you know, there are various things that we may want to consider, like the sustainability element of the mm. product, um, because yeah. that's something that we know uh, is quite important to customers, um, but equally, we need to be able to tell them about that in a way that makes sense to a customer. Um, so certainly, with you know, data, obviously data is a huge, um, there's a, we, you know, we, people talk about the data late, there's huge amounts of information available and businesses can use it themselves to do analysis, make decisions, but that sometimes the way the data is structured for a business may not be what a customer wants to read. So you know, knowing a product's made out of Ecovero may not mean anything to a customer. Yeah. But but we can if we can tell them that that actually means it's a sustainably su- sourced viscose and how it's made, then we're going to tell them something that means more to them to help them make that decision.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think yeah, you, it's, it, the more information, but it's the type of information as well as much as anything. I mean, down what would you
1: say? Is, is- <laughs> I agree I mean there's a there's a deluge of information you could potentially fire at a consumer to go and help them I think one of the challenges that we have now is because there is so much information it's it's, it's what information we go and communicate and when and where we communicate it which are also important points to consider as well where we have this um, Understanding or, or or deciding what type of process that the customer is going through from a customer journey perspective, um, just providing a fixed amount of information is no longer um, is is no longer tenable. You need to almost anticipate what the requirements of the customer are going to be for many types of companies, and, and place that the right information in the right form at the uh, in the right channel at the right time. So. Um, the customer journey is becoming perhaps a little bit more complex for many organisations because they have to manage this, this type of capability.
0: In, in terms of managing that information then, I, I guess um, you've got to revolve as a business, you know, you, you have your way of, of collating and managing and, and providing information. But as things change, as you say, as, as we're talking more about ethics, and people wanted more information about you know where did my product come from what sustainable sources resources were used as part of it Rebecca what would you say how would you advise somebody I mean what sort of information would you show, and how would you show it
2: well as i mentioned it's got to be shown in a way that is meaningful to the customer so um, I mean for us because obviously we use um, the Stebro system step tool. We, we've got the ability to take information from our core systems and then apply transformations to then get it into a presentable format. So we can take the data that we might have recorded about sustainability and we can apply a logic that says, whenever I get that value, turn it into a sentence. So we can present a sentence to the customer that they can read and understand. And that—that that is the key thing. It's about thinking about that end user. Um, so that we can present the data in a way that makes sense to them.
0: There's a human element to understanding what information to show to a consumer. I mean, Darren, when it comes to when we talk about AI and, uh, you know, and, and those sorts of the machine learning, how might you apply kind of that technology, those advancements to something that's quite, to decisions about what information, which is a pretty human thing to think about, how how might you apply those things?
1: Many businesses right now are looking at obviously how they can go and scale and how they can get economy of scale using technologies such as AI and automating things. Some of the some of the obvious places that this is happening are in uh, customer services desks. I think we've all had the experience of having some sort of bot in front of us at, at one point of time oh, trying yeah. to go and help uh, help us make a decision or answer answer one of our questions. Um, so. AI is 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 an important part of the providing the ability to go and uh, provide these services at scale but also it's extremely important that AI moves on from not just understanding who a customer is or or making a supposition about what they might want uh, ai has to be um, taught well enough to go and be non-biased in what it, what it does, and you have to prove that, that capability for non-biased. In fact, there are regulatory requirements to go and do that now. Um, so, so AI is a very useful tool uh, to go and help consumers make decisions, um, but, but with the, uh, with the, um, we, we really have to underline the fact that it really does need to go and learn with some really good data uh, in order to bring out non-biased decisions. So that's something that's, uh, that's developing right now.
2: So, I was going to ask you then, Darren, are you, are you saying that where you put an AI tool in, you can't just put it in and leave it, you've got to keep going back, because as you collect more and more data, presumably, you can adjust the way it responds?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and these, these AI tools, they need to be uh, accountable. Uh, AI solutions uh, that use, uh, especially consumer or personal data, uh, by laws, for example, in the US, there's something called the Algorithmic Accountability Act and I won't get into the details of that, it's a bit of a mouthful, but there are there are regulations in different countries that essentially say um, AI has, has to be governed. You can't just go and use AI to go and take decisions that are automated with customer information um, just like that. You have to provide a level of accountability and that's done through uh, a governance process. Um, And uh, it's also what we call explainable AI or XAI as the jargon says. And essentially what that says is you have to go and um, show how the AI tooling arrived at a certain decision when it's using, for example, personal data and uh, to to demonstrate that there's no particular bias in that decision-making process. So as we're making, as we're working on gathering more information from consumers that help, you know, these systems to go and help the consumer make decisions, uh, the AI tooling itself has to go and um, be auditable in, uh, in, in in these governance type of processes and these XAI processes.
0: Now, for anybody who is um, trying to develop a business case uh, for data management, I I would. I, we always talk about in systems, we we'll talk about thinking business first. So think about the business value as opposed to thinking about what it is as a technical solution, the thing that you're proposing. I would again go one further and say, well, actually think about it from the consumer's perspective. Where's the value to them? If you can define um, the value of the the, the project that you're trying to put together as a business case, and you can think of it from the consumer's perspective, you've got a better chance of understanding the flow and the reasoning behind the why of the data project. Now, Rebecca, if there was if there was a piece of advice you would give to somebody who was defining um, a, a data project, um, what, what might it be in, in regards to considering the consumer at the heart of it?
2: Well, I guess what you're talking about is when you're trying to um, provide the justification for why perhaps you need a new master data system, you're trying to bring a human face to what does mastering your data mean and you know one of the key things is getting consistent data so from a consumer point of view that means wherever wherever i look i'm me as a consumer or any, or any consumer yep. will get consistent information it won't be a case of if if i look uh, on the right hand side, I'll be told one thing and then on the left hand side, I'll be told another that I will get a consistent message and um, be that to a consumer on a website or somebody working in a business who's picking up information. That's one of the key uh, more human facing elements of why we would have why we want to have master data. Yeah, and, what do and you, you agree? Think, yeah, I was going to say, Darren, do you agree
1: with that sentiment? <laughs> yeah, yes, most definitely. I think that's very much part of uh, a company's brand, isn't it, as well, to to provide this uh, consistency of information and transparency uh, that goes with that. I think I think it's very much a brand issue today. Uh, I, I think you know, leading into more customer data type topics. How, explaining how you're going to use that data is also part of the the brand if, if if you explain how you're using the data or how the data benefits you as part of the uh, the, the customer journey uh, i think that's uh, that's uh, that's a win for the customer as well as for the business
0: where do you see data data management um the kind of consumer fit within all this where do you see it in five or, or ten years time
1: Uh, I think if we're taking the theme of making data human, it's got to be, when we're specifically talking about data, uh, that people internalise over and above what the product is and its price. Uh, It's things about um, uh, their preferences and their beliefs and their understandings and and their adherence to brands and all that type of information. And this information is very much, it, it can be very personal and it can be very individual. And and this is the goal really for companies to go and get this type of information, understanding um, not what somebody wants, but why they want it. So Mm. moving from the what to the why um, is, is, I think, a goal for many organizations. And the difficulty becomes when you do that um, and you're implementing uh, new business processes to support the customer journey through AI, for example, your AI must now actually learn not how to react to particular wants, but actually to react to whys as well. Uh, and this provides a number of data challenges as well. So getting your foundational data right is extremely important uh, to go and support this uh, this future in data, data management.
0: What sorts of information will be will will you need to serve up to consumers as part of purchases? Is there going to be any changes? Are there different things we're going to be looking at? Do you think?
2: I think um, customers will still expect to know the same sort of things to make their purchases. However, um, I think what the the big goal for companies and the word you, you we all keep hearing is personalization. Mm. So it's going, you know, every business is talking about personalization. so we'll still be needing to use the data, but it's uh, which customers see the data and when, so that's going, you know, I expect um, that in five or ten years time, you know, Darren's talked about the why, but it will be driving what's presented to customers in different circumstances, so that, you know, that they can feel that what's being presented to them is is in response to what they need at that time so that it, each customer feels like it they're seeing what what make, makes sense to them and that's definitely the aim of most businesses at the moment
1: do you see a change in the way information is presented when you look simply at the packaging is is years ago there was kind of the size and weight and that were, those were the kind of the prominent pieces of information on packaging. But but going forward, is, is that changing? Is that moving into different types of information, be more prominent than other types of information? How does, uh, how does that sort of human or emotive um, in, inspired data? How does that affect packaging?
2: Um, I think that there is a move towards um providing more information about where the products come from um you know if it's made of a particular fabric where the fabric was sourced uh just to address that customer concern about i'm buying the end product but what what was its journey to get here so yeah i think that that we are seeing more of that and that we probably will continue to do so because of people's concerns about you know knowing uh whether things have been generated without harm to any other parts of the world
0: I hope you enjoyed that I certainly did um, although one day I'll do a recording of bloopers as I'm sure that was originally 30 minutes long before we did the editing um, anyway uh, there were some great points shared um one being that sometimes it's easy to lose sight of why we gather and govern data um often it's linked to business value and rightly so but that's not really the why I believe that the data you capture and govern should be used in, in whatever small way it can to improve the lives of your customers um, by being able to offer them the products and services that they want, whatever and whenever they want. And, um, and really it's the why that should form the basis for developing uh, your business case um, for data projects uh, as that will increase the chances of them getting signed off. Um, stay tuned, uh, there'll be more podcasts coming uh, from this Coffee Chat series down the way. Um, But until then, remember, as Barack Obama said, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. So until the next edition, be the change.